Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We start things out by going straight to your phone calls. We'll start with Clayton in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Clayton. Hi. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Well, uh, me and two buddies are uh, out in the back alley, and uh, the cops walk up on us and uh, caught us uh, smoking a J. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And I was wondering how to how to uh, um, get out of it. So you were arrested? Uh, no, I was uh, cited, and I had to go to court. I went to court. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I pled not guilty because. All I have uh, is the joint that was on the ground. Okay. And so what is the citation? It's the citation for smoking marijuana? What is it, a, like a fine? Well, I, I, I'm not sure what it is yet. Um, I, and I forgot to ask the judge when I was in there, but i got to go back uh, on May 6th to talk to the prosecuting attorney. Hmm. Okay. So you're wondering, you said you've already pled not guilty? Yes. I'd stick with not guilty. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know anything about that joint that was on the ground. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, it's it, 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 it's supposed to be that they uh, have to, you know, prove that, that you were smoking a joint. Do they have any other evidence? Like, did they test you? Did you admit to it? Well, I, uh, at first, they, they told me whatever I said, uh, they wouldn't hold against me and they wouldn't arrest me. So <laughs> I said I didn't know anything. Okay. Well, well... After about two minutes of this combativeness of them against me, um, uh, they finally read me my Miranda rights, at which time I said, I okay, I told them what they wanted to hear, which, which apparently was, I, I, well, I told them that, okay, yeah, I took a couple of puffs. Oh, you're they, up. Okay. Well, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I don't mean, want to be honest with the cops. They lie to you, so, you know, there's no point in really answering their questions. Better not, better to not even answer them uh, than, uh-huh. to, than to lie to them. But, I mean, even lying is better than, I think, telling the truth in that case. Not well, that I'm a legal, it, you know, uh, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving legal advice or anything like that. Sure. Well, uh, what about being under duress? I thought I was going to jail. I wanted to stay out of jail. Duress sounds like a lawyer's, um, you know. I mean, th- th- then you're starting to get into the arena where you where you need an attorney. Um, you uh-huh. know, when, when you're starting to, you know, talk about I was under duress. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. they're they're going to run you right through the through the uh, meat grinder if you uh, if you don't have an attorney when you're claiming things like being under duress or uh, I was, uh, you know, mentally incapable at the time or you know when you start getting into those, uh, you know, different uh, pleas rather than. Prove I had that joint. Well, what you might want to do is is take a look at Mark Stevens' website, adventuresinlegalland.com. It's an interesting approach. I mean, if at this point you've already ad- admitted to the cops, then uh-huh. what you might want to try to do is just sort of impeach the system itself. And uh, we've actually got one of our listeners, Sam in Texas, who's going to be going to court tomorrow using Mark Stevens' approach. And uh, presuming he's not arrested and or not thrown in a jail cell as a result, he'll call in probably tomorrow night or the next day to let us yeah. know how it went. So you might want to keep listening to the show and see what happens with Sam and, and then see if that approach might help you in your situation. But uh, best of luck, okay, and let us know what happens. Thank you, Clayton. Okay, great. Yep, Thank thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's I mean, so hard. It's, yeah. it's so hard to be in those circumstances um, you know, where 
where you get the idea that if you'll just tell them whatever it is that they want to hear, that that's they, well, that's what it. they want you to think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we'll go easy on you. Just be honest with us. That's what they say. Yeah. Stuff like that. And then uh, turns out they arrest you anyway. At least in Clayton's case, he got a summons and he didn't get thrown in a jail cell that particular night. So I suppose it could have been worse. Uh, but, as, could have. but as far as what do you do about the citation, well, you didn't agree to follow the, the marijuana rules in the first place, did you? So I think impeaching the system or refusing to participate in it or refusing to acknowledge its legitimacy is pretty much all you can do at that point. Because if you acknowledge its legitimacy, then you acknowledge their control over you and then you might as well pay their fine. Because if you don't pay the fine, they're going to throw you in a jail cell, right? But if you can get them to throw the case out, then you don't have to pay them anything. And we don't know how effective Mark Stevens' approach is, is going to be for Sam, uh, because he went, a f- he went a few weeks ago to court and managed to spend quite a long time going through uh, several questions with the judge. Because basically, the way I understand it is that according to the system that we have, this, this government judicial system that claims to be fair, they they have to put on this show, basically, to, to make it look like it's as fair as it, it, can, it can possibly be. So, basically, Sam went in there with these pre-written questions that he wanted to ask prior to the actual start of... Uh, actually, there wasn't going to be a trial. He came in, he, he told the judge he was intending to plead guilty, uh, but he was, wasn't sure exactly what was going on. He wanted to make sure he understood the process, because you comprehending what's going on in that courtroom is an important factor. Yeah. And if you don't comprehend what's going on, and they tell, and they ask you if you if you understand, or if you you know if um, if they ask you for your if you're comprehending this, and you tell them yes, well then okay, they've moved through that phase, and they're going to move to the trial phase. But in Sam's case, he didn't understand, and he began asking question after question to try to clarify the situation. And he had 18 pages of questions that he was planning on going through, and he, I think he only got through about six of the pages. So it, it was at that point that they came to sort of an impasse where Sam had some incorrect information, and they, they called off the case for that particular day. And so they, they scheduled it for, I think, tomorrow. So we'll find out what happens. Uh, Sam had cons- has consulted again with Mark Stevens from AdventuresInLegalLand.com. I uh, was privy to that phone consultation the other day, so I got to got to actually kind of listen in on that. I'm very interested in this because uh, Sam's sort of like they they derailed him a little bit, yeah, um, and uh, you know made it difficult. And uh, George TSA George tried this uh, with a traffic ticket or something like that, and it went poorly. And it I get the impression that if you don't know exactly what you're talking about in front of these um, you know these lawyer types, that they're going to you know derail you and the, this defense won't work. Yeah, maybe so, but you know the the it's worth a try. Right, because otherwise you're just paying their damn fine, or going to jail. You're going to have a hell of a time fighting a fine um, when you, you know, a fine for possession of marijuana. When you said I possessed that marijuana, when you said yes, that was my joint, or right. yes, I puffed off that joint, or whatever off that joint, and exactly. then you try to say no, I didn't. Right, that's, so that's going to be damn difficult. Yeah, there's really no way he can win, as far as I, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, but it's, it seems like if he's admitted to smoking the marijuana and he wants to go and claim he then did not actually smoke the marijuana but told the cops he had, well, I think that's going to be a tough case. He has a defense with a lawyer when he says with that duress claim that he has. I think that that's, that much is true, but I, it's going to cost so much to get that, um, you know. I don't think that's a claim that, that, that a lawyer is going to take into a courtroom. The lawyer is going to tell him to just, look, pay the fine. Oh, no, no, no. A lawyer is going to take his money. Okay, but it, yeah, and then he's going to advise him to take the damn uh, to pay the fine because, well, sorry, man, you admitted to it. Yeah, likely. I'll try to get the fine reduced for you. 
It's That's possible. Do. I don't know. I mean, you know, at that point, we're 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 speculating. We simply yeah. don't know. Well, that much is true. But it's but still, I mean, he's not going to do well in a trial. No. And so, why not actually try to stop the trial from happening? By taking the Mark Stevens approach, it's it's I, worth a shot. I, I'm I, I think it's worth a shot. We'll see what happens with Sam. Uh, again, he's going out there tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be kind of a big day for activism, at least for our listeners. Sam in Texas is going to go to court, and then Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report is going to be doing an instance of disobedience. Have you heard about really? this, Mark? No, I don't think so. I have. No, uh, he had to put it off from last week. I think we, I think he might have mentioned it before, but basically what he's going to do is he's going to set up a puppet show out in front of the state house here in New Hampshire. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what? I thought you said it was civil disobedience. It is. Here in New Hampshire, performing a puppet show for profit without a license, without a permit from the state, is illegal. And so the question is, will he be arrested for performing a puppet show? Or will he be arrested for, uh, like, a protest without a permit, gathering on the state house lawn without a permit or something. There may be actually some other violation they'll slap him with Mm -hmm. beyond the puppet show thing. So we will see what occurs tomorrow with that particular instance as well. So lots coming up here to talk about. And since we're talking about the police and arresting people, just moments before the program tonight, I was watching some video that's, well, I guess it's all too typical these days. Still disturbing, but typical of the police arresting photographers in New York City and knocking people off their bicycles. Knocking peaceful people off their bicycles. We'll explain all that coming up here in moments. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version and dial-up version of the show, so enjoy those for free at freetalklive.com. Plus, the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th. And at Porkfest, you'll be able to discover the outdoor and recreational adventures that New Hampshire has to offer and listen to concerts, enjoy some barbecue, and socialize with other liberty-loving activists around the fire. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. 800-259-9231. So, according to boingboing.net, in March 2007... A free speech and free assembly rally was held in Union Square to protest a new NYPD rule of dubious constitutionality, instituting a permit requirement for any assembly of 50 or more people on foot or on bicycle in New York City. While the restriction would apply to any assembly of 50 or more people, and isn't there... In that Constitution, Mark, let's see, Amendment 1, the right of the people to peaceably assemble shall not be infringed. That sounds like an infringement. When you put a limit on it, it sounds like you're infringing. Yeah, it would seem that way to me, but I guess police in New York City disagree, so they're going to do what they're going to do, right? 
Uh, apparently, in this particular instance, it was enacted as a transparent attempt to shut down, harass, or frustrate the critical mass bicycle rides that have occurred monthly in Manhattan for at least 10 years. Now, I don't claim to know much about what the critical mass bike rides are, but it doesn't sound too dangerous to me. It's been going on for 10 years. Bike ride. Every single month. Uh, after the rally proper, a critical mass ride set out north from Union Square only to be subjected to outrageous and illegal treatment by New York police officers in Times Square under the supervision and instigation of Sergeant Timothy Horho. Despite the numerous video-verified complaints of unlawful arrest and the numerous provably, provably false sworn statements in police reports documenting the incident, the Civilian Complaint Review Board said in March of this year that they cannot act to punish the officers involved for their willful perjury. So, as usual, the police get away with abusing people, and nothing happens. Even the Civilian Complaint Review Board did not uh, take action. Actually, I'm guessing that's probably not uh, made up of civilians. It's probably a police staffed complaint review board but either way they did nothing and that's the important part here and i i had watched some of this video footage uh, and of course we'll post a link to it on our bbs a little bit later tonight but i watched some of the video footage it's a 12 minute long video really outlining what exactly happened this sergeant horho was literally pushing people off of their bicycles as they would ride by him there was a video footage of him grabbing one guy and pulling him off his bike, and another guy shoving him after he had passed the officer, shoving him in the back and knocking him over, tipping over his his bicycle. Jeez. And uh, that it, that was the very beginning. At that point, there were people with cameras all around because again, this was right after a rally, and so there's people with cameras all over the place taking pictures. And as usual, the cops started uh, being very, very threatening towards the camera operators. They w- demanded that they move out of, you know, out of the immediate area. And the camera operators, they complied. But then the cops continued to pursue them, and they arrested several of them. And they dropped the charges, as a matter of fact, because they probably knew they had no case. But that doesn't that doesn't make good. The police dropping the charges doesn't make good. In one of these cases, one camera operator was being held in jail for 22 hours after right. he was arrested. You know, and and when they when they're violating the Constitution like that, the, especially dropping the charges is a defensive measure on their part. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go to court and be told you can't do this, guys, yep. because then they've got a you know a court order saying they can't do that. Um, I. I you know, that guy's not going to get back his 22 hours. He sat in there. It was, you know, I'm sure it stunk being in jail there, um, you know, not following the officer's orders when they're giving unconstitutional orders. What's an American to do? He said the guy that was in jail for 22 hours, there are some others, again, they all, a number of them went to jail, but the one guy that was in there for 22 hours had been ordered away, and he had begun crossing the street as uh, after he was ordered away when the sergeant actually followed him over there and then proceeded to threaten him again and then arrested him after he'd already gone across the street. They, or he ordered him away again, and he said, okay, and, it, and began to leave that area. And that's when the sergeant arrested him at that point, put him in jail for 22 hours. But then in the police deposition, in the charges they filed against this mm-hmm. guy, which I believe were later dropped, but in the deposition, the cops claimed that he was interfering with the arrest of another lady who, according to the video footage, was arrested clearly after he was arrested. So how is it that he was interfering with the, an arrest of a lady that was arrested after he was arrested? 
Uh, he was across the street. Sounds like a bunch of hooey to me. Right. Well, the, the video foot. There were enough cameras around to where the you know the footage could be put together, and you could very clearly see that the cops were lying even after the fact about the events that occurred that particular day. So even though there was clear evidence that the cops were lying in their testimony, the Citizens Review Board, citizen, uh, Civilian Complaint Review Board, still says they can't act to punish the officers involved for their willful perjury. Why is that? Is it because they dropped the charges? And that if they drop the charges, if the cops have lied about the cases up until that point, then it doesn't matter if the cops lied? Is that the logic there? I, I don't really know. If you can uh, comment here, 800-259-9231. Well, uh, there's been ruling after ruling that cops can use deception. Mm-hmm. Um, and but this wasn't deception in order to make an arrest. Yeah. This was deception in the police report where they said, well, well we had to arrest this guy because he was interfering with our arrest of this other lady. But wait a minute. No, he wasn't because you'd arrested him first. <laughs> so that's not the same thing, Mark. That's that's perjury. Well, that could be. Um, I mean, you know, one can claim uh, the police officers can claim at that point. Well, you know, it was uh, it was heat of the moment, uh, the fog mm. of war, as it yeah. were. Uh, it sure. must have been another arrest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They can do whatever they want to do, and that's the point of bringing up this story. As we do from time to time, we bring you police police abuse stories because there's there's never any shortage. There's never any shortage of some new police instance of the police abusing American people. And there's never any shortage of the uh, the results where they continue to get let off. Where nine times out of ten, if not more often than that, 95 out of 100, these cops just get to walk away and they keep their jobs and they're at, at worst will get a slap on the hand. You know, it, I, I get that impression that uh, certainly, you know, it, it appears as though the, the onus of proof lies with the um, with the citizen rather than with the police officer. Mm-hmm. If, a, if a cop says something, then it doesn't matter whether what he says is true or not. Uh, you, you've got to fight that. You know, uh, you know I, I saw this guy. I mean, you, they, can gra- they could have grabbed somebody off the street. Whatever. You just don't know. And they say this is what happened, and, and, and they're just stuck. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to comment here. We mentioned also, speaking of New York City, recently we talked about how they've got, they're not SWAT teams, they're just kind of goon squads that are patrolling the subway system. New York police that are armed to the teeth with automatic rifles, with uh, body armor, with drug sniffing or bomb sniffing dogs with them. And it looks like the machine guns, as far as the police are concerned, are now spreading outside New York. We'll tell you where the cops are going to be armed up next. Here in moments, this is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We continue the discussion here about New York City's police department, which 
they get away with some amazing stuff, as do police officers from around the country. Uh, luckily, thank goodness, more people are now uh, able to afford video cameras and audio recording devices. And, of course, in New York City, more people with cameras are more likely to be around. And we're seeing that happen here in New Hampshire as well, where more and more activists are arming up, if you will, with video cameras. We saw recently when we were at Freedom Fest, there was, a, I guess, some homeless guy or something like that that got arrested on a warrant. And we had immediately, within seconds of the cops starting to pull him away from the crowd, had about six cameras surrounding him from every single an- angle. So it was pretty amazing to watch that happen. And luckily, here in New Hampshire, uh, we don't, we're not dealing with police that are quite as fascist as what we're dealing with and what people are dealing with dealing with in New York. In fact, here in Keene, they seem to be all right guys. Uh, they, they seem to be relatively low-key, and they don't mind having cameras around. No one's messed with our people uh, for having I've had cameras. problems with cameras, uh, with, with uh, uh, filming. I've, have I've you? Definitely, yes. In Keene? I've told you. How many times do I have to tell you this story? Yes. You have to tell me again, because I don't remember. I, I was um, walking by uh, what appeared to be an arrest. They had three cops, uh, you know, right on the middle. You know how they like to stop in the middle mm-hmm. of the main street? So everybody has to go around them. So I uh, stopped with my camera phone, and I was uh, videoing it. And uh, the one cop's like, uh, you know, what are you doing? You can't do that. And I'm like, this really? is a public street. And uh, and I'm a member of the press. I didn't say I'm a member of the press. Uh-huh. It's been some time, and yeah. um, you know, I didn't have that. I, what do I care? It's a it's a public it's yeah. it's a street. If um, and I said something like, hmm. you know, that this is a public street. Well, they treat us better when there's more than one, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, so so in New York, there was a situation where apparently there's now a permit required for any assembly of over 50 people on foot or on bicycle. It was targeted against the critical mass bike rides that have been going on for a decade in Manhattan on a monthly basis. So they went ahead and they did another gathering. And it was after that that the cops started knocking people off their bicycles. And once that happened, many of the cameras that were in the area for the gathering uh, were turned on the arrests, were turned on them knocking an old man off of his bicycle and, and arresting him. And, of course, the cops don't like it when you've got cameras on their situation, and so they started harassing the photographers. Uh, who I don't many know th- what they're worried about. If they, if they don't have anything to hide, what's the problem with cameras? Yeah, well, right. Uh, well, in this case, they did. They didn't take uh, everyone's cameras, though, luckily. Uh, they did arrest a number of these people. Um, many of them spent one of one guy spent 22 hours in jail. Their charges, most of them, were dropped. And I was watching the rest of the video during the break, so our internet listeners got to hear screaming over the internet feed because the audio is is absolutely awful. Uh, yeah, the audio is scary. With a young lady who was there after at least a handful of arrests had already been made. They'd arrested a guy on a bicycle. They arrested a couple of photographers. One young lady was standing there with her camera, and there's video footage which which is pretty closely taken of this. She's standing there a a good probably ten feet at least away from the guys that are arresting uh, the gentleman who spent 22 hours in prison or in jail rather. She's standing at least ten feet away, just standing there with her bicycle, standing off the bike with her camera, shooting pictures of of that particular incident. Well, it's at that time that another cop comes up and starts asking her questions. She says, she asks if she has her identification on her. And she does what we've been told is something you can do if the cops approach you on the street. She begins to walk away. You don't have, from what we understand, you have no obligation whatsoever to talk to a cop if you're on the street level. You know, they they can arrest you. They can certainly arrest you if they believe you. They've done, you know, you've done something. But as far as a cop just asking you questions, 
You have no... He's just like any other stranger asking you questions on the street. You have no obligation to talk to him. So she started walking away from the cop, and it was at that point that they decided to arrest her, too. Well, um, And charged her with all kinds of crap. Don't you have Felonies. to give them, don't you have to give them uh, things like... Uh, you know, your your ID, your name and address. How uh, could you be obligated to carry identification? I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that there were rulings like that. I believe there is some sort of Supreme Court ruling in regards to name and address, but I don't know if I don't know about that, Mark. I mean, how could they make it so you speak to them? They, I don't know how they can do that, but right. I can tell you that, uh, you know, they'll arrest you for for nonsense like you know interfering and all that. That's what they did. They arrested her and they charged her with all kinds of nonsense, including so two to, felonies. I, I understand it has to be a um, um, a legal stop and can name and city of residence only. Yeah, right. I think that might work for a like a um, if you pull somebody over, but I don't know if that that applies to just con street contact. If you are a law enforcement officer and you know a little bit more about that, we'd love to have you clear that up. 1-800-259-9231. Because when you're driving around, they could make the claim that, well, you know, you've agreed to uh, to the terms of your driver's license. And so, therefore, part of those terms are you have to answer these questions when we ask them of you. But if you're just walking down the street and somebody in a uniform comes up and demands to know who you are and where you live, I'd love to hear what you think on this one. Because this woman was uh, taken down by multiple cops. She's a tiny little, you know, Chinese woman. Yeah. And it was just awful to watch this happen. She didn't hurt anybody. She didn't interfere in their investigation. They saw her taking pictures. They didn't like it. They targeted her, and they didn't like that she didn't bow down to them. There was some other girl that they asked if she had uh, her identification, and she did dig around and find her ID and complied with, so she gave up her constitutional rights, and so because of that, they therefore let her go. But anybody that tried to hold on to their, their freedom... So they, what happened to the woman who didn't? Uh, did she go to jail? The woman... That, uh, she went to jail. Yeah, she got arrested and charged with uh, multiple felonies. Um, and they haven't dropped them? They are consider. I, I think that... Oh, man, I don't have that frame of the video in front of me, but they have not yet dropped those charges... Though it sounds like they are, there's some sort of a process that they're going through that may result in that. Okay. So I suspect that's um, what's going to happen. I yeah. mean, what kind of felony is there for walking away from a cop who's asking those questions? I don't know. I mean, you know, resisting arrest, that kind of crap. I don't know if that was the the felony. I don't have the list of the either. charges in front of me, but just you it know, it seemed to me that in order to get a, um, arrested for resisting arrest, you would they would have to say you're under arrest. Yet another example of the cops just being out of control. There's no freedom of uh, the press anymore in this country. If the cops don't want you recording their little pullover, they're going to arrest you. They're going to take your camera. Lauren Canario here in New Hampshire, one of our activists, had her video camera and videotape stolen by the federal government agents. That she was attempting to walk down a public road by, and they've never given it back to her. Oh yeah, she, she's not letting that go either. <laughs> she's not letting it go. No, no, she's not gonna. She's not just gonna say, "Oh, it's okay that you uh, took my camera." So what is she gonna do? Well, I, every time she talks to them, she asks for the camera back. Oh okay. <laughs> well, that's all you can do, right? I mean, ask. They're not gonna give it to you. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And the, if you didn't think the police were intimidating enough. Here's a story from the Chicago Tribune. Mayor Richard Daly said that Chicago police officers will now be armed with high-powered assault rifles when they're on the streets fighting gangs and other criminals. He says many times they're outgunned, to be very frank. When they come to a scene, someone has a semi-fully automatic weapon. Yep. <laughs> a you know, semi-fully automatic weapon. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what you're talking about, buddy. They, uh, they, they love to make it seem like you know the cops are doing what, what you see in the movies every day, mm-hmm. you know? 
putting their lives on the line to protect the little guys. Looks right? like dead presidents there. Uh, she, he says, you've got a little pistol. Uh, good luck. The city's police officers carry pistols, and Daly suggested they'll start carrying M4 rifles. Police spokes bureaucrats said the department's still working out the details about the M4 carbines. And uh looks like they pointed out that the Chicago SWAT units around the, and other departments around the country already carry high-powered assault weapons. So these weapons will better match the Chicago police officers against criminals with sophisticated weapons, such as high-powered assault rifles. He says, we're finding out that the weapons of criminals are getting bigger and bigger. AK-47s, all types of different weapons. Because they can carry assault weapons, it's not a violation of federal law, and that's a concern for all of us, he said. So look for the Chicago police to begin carrying machine guns as well, as the New York City police have been doing for well over a year at, at the very least. No, they can't be outdone by the the, the big city. Yep, yeah, and you can uh, expect to see this continue to spread as more police departments continue to militarize themselves ever further and become ever more insulated from the rest of us. It's that us versus them mentality. More on the way you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up here in moments, Mark, you've got a story about... Hmm, how do we describe this? I guess testicles. You could say testicles on the air, right? And that's what it's about. It's about testicles. We'll get to that here in moments, so have that ready. Uh, but first, since we're continuing uh, to disc, we've been ta- sort of talking about cop stuff, uh, police abuse, all hour long. Uh, might as well read some corrupt cop stories just for the hell of it. This from uh, the Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org. A perverted Oklahoma sheriff in Arapahoe, Oklahoma, the Custer County Sheriff resigned April 16th as state prosecutors filed a 35-count indictment charging him with coercing and bribing female inmates to participate in sex acts. We actually talked about this story not too long ago. Now, former Custer County Sheriff Mike Burgess faces 14 counts of second-degree rape, seven counts of forcible oral sodomy, and five counts of bribery by a public official, among other charges. A federal lawsuit filed by 12 former inmates alleges that Burgess and his employees had them participate in wet T-shirt contests and gave cigarettes to inmates who had flashed their breasts. He also allegedly had sex with a female drug court participant after telling her she would be sent to prison if she didn't satisfy his sexual demands. Another prisoner alleges she was given trustee status after agreeing to perform a sex act on Burgess, but lost that status when she later refused. He also faces two counts uh, each of sexual battery, rape by instrumentation, and subornation of perjury, and is facing up to 467 years in prison. Wow. In Atlanta, an Atlanta uh, Atlanta police officer involved in a November 2006 raid that resulted in the death of 92-year-old Catherine Johnston, which we covered pretty extensively on this program, went on trial this week in connection with her killing. Officer Arthur Tesler was one of three officers charged in the case in which they ginned up a story to get a search warrant at her address, did a no-knock entry, then shot and killed Johnston after she opened fire on them as they burst through her door. Let's remember to remind people here that the woman was 92 years old, and she couldn't see or hear very well. It was 7 o'clock at night. 
She lived in a bad section of town, so how was she supposed to know who was busting through her door yelling? No way. Anyway, former officers, or they planted marijuana in her basement because they couldn't find anything they else. They just shot and killed the old woman. Right. She was allegedly, uh, they, they had a, the allegation was that there was cocaine or something being dealt out of the home. But they planted marijuana there. and they Didn't made any a, crack on them to right. a plant, so. Nope. They made up the story in the first place to, to even go there. Uh, they then planted marijuana in her basement and asked another informant to lie in an attempt to cover up their errors. Former officers Greg Jr. and Jason Smith pleaded guilty to state charges of voluntary manslaughter and a federal charge of violating her constitutional rights and are now in federal prison awaiting sentencing. Tesler, the only one to go to trial, is charged with the lesser crimes of making a false statement to an investigator, violating his oath of office, and unlawful imprisonment. He's facing up to 15 years in federal prison. In Pendleton, Indiana, Pendleton Correctional Facility Guard was arrested last month, or actually earlier this month, after police found 3.2 pounds of marijuana in his car. Hmm. Tracy McGrady faces charges of bribery, trafficking with an inmate, official misconduct, and possession of marijuana over 30 grams. Police say she hid drugs in containers of frozen food to smuggle them into the prison. Hmm. McGrady went down after another guard inside the prison tipped off authorities. You know, and it, that's how prison is. It's it snitches everywhere. Uh, you, you know, um, the the convicts are just too proud of themselves to keep their damn mouths shut, and uh, you know that's that's what brings them down every time. Some guy managed to work it out with this uh, gal to bring in uh, marijuana, and then uh, you know he just has to tell his friend who tells Oops. his friend who tells his friend who tells his friend, and then uh, the information gets around, and then somebody gets in been some that, trouble. And, it could have been that somebody knew she was coming in with it and got pissed at her for some reason and decided to turn the tables. That's a possibility. How would they know that she was coming in with it? Because she, she ran her told mouth. somebody. Who yeah. knows? Or that maybe she needed help to get it in. Anyway, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, a former Santa Fe police detective was sentenced a few weeks ago to three years probation for stealing money seized from a drug suspect. Former Detective Danny Ramirez had pleaded guilty to one count of theft after being caught with stealing $5,000 during the May 2006 drug arrest. He was also fined for uh, fined $1,000. So he got to, got away with four grand out of that one hmm. and probation. In Chicago, a former Maywood police officer was acquitted of charges that he tipped off a local gang leader about a police drug raid in 2005. Uh, the former officer had been charged with criminal drug conspiracy and official misconduct after an investigation by the state's attorney's office. The misconduct charge was dropped before trial, and during the two-week jury trial, prosecutors alleged that phone calls between him, him and the drug suspect were aimed at helping him evade law enforcement. But the defense successfully argued that Wade was grooming him as an informant and feeding him false information to ingratiate himself. The jury deliberated for four hours before delivering the not guilty verdict. So that one got off occasionally, though, uh, occasionally, as these stories do indicate, the, the, the corrupt cops do get caught. Because if you, keep, if you keep doing naughty stuff as a police officer, eventually someone's going to get wind of it. And if that someone's not friendly to you, then they could turn the tables on you and you could go down. Most of the time, you're pretty safe. Most of the time, the entire department, if you're a cop, will rally behind you. And they, you know, the, 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 
cone of silence will come down over top of everything, or the, 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 the thin blue line will wrap itself around the entire department, and everybody will be real quiet-like, and they'll say, they'll, they'll end up coming out that, oh, nothing went wrong here, everything's fine, we're, we're going to handle this internally, there's no need for any charges. But occasionally some people do get in trouble, which is, is always nice to see. Though, of course, if we didn't have a war on drugs in the first place, then, well, then these guys wouldn't be able to be corrupt in that way, would they? Uh, well, the, the sheriff that was forcing women to have sex, he could still get away with that. Uh, but the rest of these were all drug-related cases. So all of this never would have had to happen. 1-800-259-9231. So, you know, Mark. It, it, all, that, all that easy money, and uh, it, that's, what, that's what happens, I'm afraid. I, you know, it's, it, it's hard. If we, didn't, if we weren't tempting our police with these situations, you can see how many of these uh, wouldn't turn out this way. Yeah, well, let's talk tes- uh, testicles in a moment. I've got to go and take Brandon. I forgot about him. Brandon in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. I wanted to tell you, uh, tell you guys about some information I found. I wanted to educate Kim the other night. She called about zombies. Hmm. And I wanted to give her a quick education on some of the stuff that I kind of just uh, realized and dug up. Because uh, we, got, we got zombies out here, guys. Okay. We've got lots of zombies, uh, but they're not like the normal uh, movie zombies that maybe you've seen on TV. They're, uh, they're, kinda, they're after the money, the power. Mm. They're after, you see what I'm getting at, sex. Politicians? Or maybe just, just to get off. You're talking uh, about these politicians? Are, these are our cops. These are oh, our cops. cops, our bureaucrats. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you guys were talking earlier about uh, um, having to face these guys. And I tell you what, you know, we can. You know, these, these guys are dangerous, but we can face them down. Uh, I got no. to harassed by the cops the other day, and I stood up to him. He uh, basically just pulled up. I was smoking a cigarette behind my house late at night. Um, I do that quite often because I don't smoke near my kids, my house, my anything sure. like that, but once in a while I want to smoke, and I can do that. I'm yeah. an adult. So I went out there and uh, smoked legally in a, you know, a smoking area because out here in California there's a lot of non-smoking areas. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and the cop pulled up and decided he wanted to say, uh, where, are you, where are you from and what are you doing and... Uh, what do you been doing? Where, where do you live at? And I, I said, sir, uh, if I'm not under arrest, I have nothing to say to you. And what's your name, sir? And I said, well, sir, I refuse to tell you my name because uh, there's no crime in progress unless you're going to put me under arrest. Am I free to go? And uh, of course, you know, he got really got him flustered. He got really hot-headed and I decided, bet. well, you know, you're you're slowing me down. I got a lot of, you know, I just need to know where you're at. No, you well, don't. Well, I know you need to know, sir, but I'm not going to tell you. Hmm. Wow, and uh, you. He, he eventually had to leave. So hmm. you can't stand up to him. And another thing we can do is stop paying our taxes, guys. Oh, I'm with you there, man. Definitely with you there. I love that so, idea. I, I'm, I'm looking to stop paying more taxes into the future. I've already stopped the federal stuff. Uh, it's just the state and, and the local stuff's a little more difficult. You know, if we work together, the more of us who get out there and uh, you know hold their feet to the fire by standing up to them when they try and push us around, yeah. and the, the more that we as uh, people start to obtaining our own personal rights and taking our own personal responsibilities... Uh, the better off we're going to be, guys. So, so I just wanted to let Kim know to fight the zombies. Brandon, awesome. Brandon before you go, um, so you have kids? Yeah, I do. And you don't pay one your, on the way. And you don't pay your federal income tax? Well, I tell you what, I'm paying this year because my wife is going to pay. Uh, I'd better get on board with the bandwagon. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Mark, as soon as I can, I'll be on the bandwagon in New Hampshire with you guys. But that, again, awesome. is with the wife. Well, is there some kind of a contract I can get in with the uh, coming up there and the part of the Free State Project? As far as, uh, you know, as soon as my wife decides to uh, go with it, you mean, <laughs> could that be part can, of the stipulation? Can you sign prior, Can you sign and say, I'll come if, my, if I can convince my wife? Just sign, yeah. <laughs> just sign up and say it's your intent. You know, I mean, it, 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 that's easy. The, the, the statement says um, that it's your intent to move, and, you know, that's it. You intend to move. Of course, you intend to convince your wife, and, if that, and she would be a circumstance. 
the, the statement can't cover all circumstances. It, it you know, guys, I've got to be honest with you. Like the, like the taxes thing, you've got to choose the right time to stand up. I can stand up to the cop on the street, but I can't stand up to the guys with the guns. As soon as I can stand up to my wife, we'll be in New Hampshire. So I'm it's with just you a, there. Good luck with that, Brandon, and much, uh, looking forward to seeing you here. Thank you for the call tonight, 800-259-9231. Testicles. We're going to talk testicles, and I swear to you, this is not pandering, so don't call the FCC. More than the way, it's free talk. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number... 800-259-9231 as we launch into hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls here, and, and we still have to talk about testicles coming up, Mark. But first, we go to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live, Carl. Hey, um, I was calling. I heard about your other... Um I guess, person, woman that was arrested for having a camera or taking pictures of the police. Well, there was a case up here recently in the mo- local Montreal uh, Gazette, and it's been in the paper today, and it was in the paper Friday. This college student, Brendan Jones, uh, had a camera, and he was sitting on a uh, stone ledge out near where his college was, and uh, the cops asked him to give him his camera. He refused to give him the camera. Then they gave him a $628 ticket because he wow. was sitting on a park ledge. And they said he was sitting, he was using the city structure improperly. And, you know, you're not allowed to sit anywhere unless it's a public bench. And if you sit Jeez. anywhere else beside a public bench, I guess you can get a ticket for that. Doesn't surprise me. And so the police me. gave him a $628 ticket. That's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't I hope surprise he fights me. It. Yeah, thank you for bringing that to our attention, Carl, and thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. It doesn't surprise me. One iota, uh, we were talking about New York City's police department recent, uh, in, last, in the last hour, and I remember uh, reporting on a story where they were just going around rounding people up for crap like sitting on a milk crate, you know, improper use of a milk crate or something like that. I guess They've it's got the some whole crazy thing. laws. Cleaning up the city or whatever, I don't know. It's nonsense is what it is. It's They've got so many laws that they can literally drive down the street and eyeball people and say, oh, well, he's violating this he's and he's violating right. that. And I mean, you know, really, that shouldn't be the way it is. I mean, well, they, they should the police should be there protecting, uh, you know, the ideas. Is, well, to arrest people that have hurt people. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's the idea, but, it's, mean, but it's what it's become is this. It's just become, you know, constantly ch- cashing in. On uh, people and, and on people's ignorance and a little late on the sound effect. But anyway, it's just become them turning the citizens of America into a cash register because they know that all they have to do is slap them with a few charges and then they'll come back and they'll say, well, it looks like you're facing a lot of uh, trouble here. Right. And so they'll, about, take, they'll take the lesser yeah. charge in order to not go for the, the you know, tell you what, fight the- we'll cut you a deal. Looks like you're facing a lot of trouble here, buddy. But we're gonna we're gonna do you a favor. It's your first time, so we're gonna cut out half the charges as long as you plead guilty. We'll give you 
we'll give you probation and yep. you'll have to pay a fine. You and know, then, and oh, thank you, officer. Oh, I didn't want to go to jail. Oh, thank goodness. The probation always looks like such a great deal. And, and the fact is, you know, I might be tempted to take it, too, if uh, mm-hmm. something like that came up. You know, i got a family to feed and, and that kind of thing. Um, but the probation is it's, it's really I, a trap. I mean, is it close to – it's close to being a trap. Yeah. They're essentially telling you, um, you know, and, and in a lot of cases, you're talking about people that are, you know, sort of in the gray area of uh, legal and illegal. And, and a lot of us fit in that area. The, 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 the poor types, those are the mm-hmm. people they like to go after. And um, you're, you're asking them to not violate any rules at all. It's a violation of your probation to be arrested for something. Not to be convicted, but mm. to be arrested. Right. I've seen guys in prison, seen them in prison for riding a uh, jet ski too qu- too fast in a no-wake zone, wow. for not wearing a helmet on a motorcycle, for, you know, all kinds of silly violations. And then you get a VOP, and a VOP is pretty serious charge, isn't it? Yeah. So it's just awful they what they're doing They get felony probation people. and misdemeanor probation. Right. It's just, it's just awful what they're doing to people, but they keep getting away with it, and as a result, they keep passing more and more laws that restrict more and more of the most asinine things. We mentioned last hour that Dave Ridley here from RidleyReport.com in New Hampshire is going to be doing an illegal puppet show tomorrow. Yeah. An illegal puppet show. You cannot have a legal puppet show in the state of New Hampshire unless you get a government permit to have one. That's correct. If you're going to be making money. But from what I understand, if you do it in Manchester, then uh, any puppet show, even if right. it's just a free puppet show, Free is puppet shows are illegal in Manchester without right. a permit. Right. So, so they just keep making these laws more and more asinine, and, and so more and more people on a regular daily basis violate these laws without even knowing it, and then all the cops have to do is just target you. And throw all the charges at you. And they know that most people are going to roll over. So now, speaking of asinine laws, Mark, testicles. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, New Hampshire doesn't have the, uh, hasn't cornered the market on asinine laws, that's for sure. Oh, this isn't a New Hampshire thing, right? No, it's not. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, boy. Can, Our home state. Uh, the weirdest stories are always from Florida or Germany. Senate lawmakers in Florida voted to ban the fake bull testicles that dangle from trailer hitches, mini trucks, and cars throughout the state. Now, I've only seen these on trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen them on cars. I'm sure that somebody out there has them <laughs> yeah. on their car. Yeah, but down in Florida, they're always on trucks. I, I've, and I've never gone and... What do you do when you feel fake bull uh, testicles? Fondled them? No. Um, I've never gone and touched the metal testicles yeah, on these things. why would I, you? Well, be, because I want to know what they're made of. Oh, okay. Uh, they seem like they're made of... A lot of metal, mm. like a big, like a big piece of uh, like pot metal. They swing like that. They, they swing they like do. they're pretty heavy. Yeah, they they do. Are you watching these now? I've driven behind them before, <laughs> just swinging back and forth. They they they're, they're sort of uh, they 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 uh, hypnotize you. Anyway. I don't know about that. A, uh, it's a van. I think that says more about you than anything else. Well, you're the one who's uh, been watching them from the back, from the car. There, you're, you're following these they're people. Hard, watching not, they're hard. They're hard testicles. They're hard to ignore. They're so noticeable. The Republican What's that hanging down. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the first time I saw them, I thought it was very clever. <laughs> yeah. After that, I'm just disgusted. <laughs> and then they come in like blue. Yeah. Yeah. Republican Senator Carrie uh, Baker, a gun shop owner from Eustis, Florida, called the adornments offensive. <laughs> and I would agree. They are offensive. And proposed the ban. I would not agree with that. Yep. Motorists would uh, would be fined $60 for displaying the novelty <laughs> items, which are known uh, by Awful. the brand named Truck nuts, <laughs> and resemble the uh, south end of a bull moving north. The uh, Florida Senate moved last week to add the measure to a broader transportation bill, 
just sticking it right there on the transportation bill. Did but, they did they actually take a bull and, you know, use plaster of Paris them? to yeah, to I get an know. accurate representation? I don't know. They look very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um it was not included in the house version, however. In a spirited debate laced with I wonder whose job that was. What? You know, putting the plaster on there and Get them all do ready. you know what they? I mean, for prize bulls, they have to. You know, they they send the semen all over America. Where do you? How do you oh, think yeah. they get the semen? Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, let's not continue that discussion. When the cows, when a cow's giving birth, you got to reach right in there and get that thing out of there. Hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. So you know, being a farmer, you can't have, you can't be squeamish. Right. Right. We had. Okay, we, I'm sorry. So my, my cow, uh, my dad. You know, we had cows. So you my, said the Senate was unanimous on this. No. no. Okay. In a spirited debate um, laced with double entendre, Senate lawmakers questioned whether the uh, state should curtail freedom of expression and vehicle accessories. Critics of the ban included the... Well, the state owns your car, so I guess they can do whatever they want to do, right? How do they own your car? I don't know. Some people claim that they do. They claim that uh, when the cars are manufactured, the manufacturer's statement of origin or certificate of origin is sent off. Uh, when you purchase the car, it's sent to the state, and they then send you a certificate of title, which is is actually not the title. It's a certificate of the title, uh-huh. and the title is in the hands of the state. And so by law, or at least by their system, they actually own your car, and you're yeah, allowed to drive it. But that's it. duplicitous, yeah. and uh, I don't think that – I mean, like, if, if you had to fight that in some way or another, you could. Maybe you could. You paid for the car. You um, Just because they put together a system that where they managed to take the title and give you a certificate of title doesn't right. mean they own anything. Oh, no, they that's didn't true. pay for it, and that's but duplicitous. But if they take your car, then how are you going to get it back from them, right? It's always very difficult to yeah. do such a thing, but you could file suit. I'm just talking about how, as I understand it, their little system works. What they think about your car? Yeah. And they, they they believe they own it. You know, they believe they own you. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, forget your car. They 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 tax your labor for God's sake. You're your their labor subject. in the future. Right. So you are their serf. Yep. And there's there's no getting around it. Forget your car. Everything that that's you own. Point. Everything that everything that you are. Everything that you think belongs to the government. Prove it, otherwise. Yeah. Isn't this nice though? The government spending its time arguing over whether or not someone can put uh, bulls testicles on the back of their truck. Quite honestly, this would be the kind of thing that I would prefer them to argue about. Mm. <laughs> Unless, of course, I was the one who got the ticket, but I would never put these things on my car. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is there more story? Uh, just the, the line that says okay. it probably won't make it through the process. Well, we'll see about that. Some places have banned baggy pants. They were successful at banning baggy pants. Who would have well, thought that would be successful? Bumper stickers got banned. S happens did? Yeah, in places. More coming up. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, get them free right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. You want to move to New Hampshire, but don't know where you live? Porkmanor.com is a new site that connects freedom-loving landlords with freedom-loving renters. Landlords can easily manage the display of their rentals, including uploading photos and showing video. Renters can find a place where they'll be living with libertarians and anarchists. It's simple 
efficient, cheap, and effective. Porkmanor.com. That's P-O-R-C-M-A-N-O-R.com. You know, we're and it's, when they say it's cheap, it's cheap. It's mm. like three bucks a quarter. He That's really, if you're a landlord. Yeah. He, he, and for renters, renters nothing. Renters are free. Um, you know, so he just wants to, you know, kind of get the the ball rolling on yeah, this whole thing. Yeah, I love thing. it. I love it. It's a great idea. Can you I imagine mean, uploading video to your um, classified site? And, and obviously, Free Talk Live is the best place to advertise it because the, most of the people that are moving for the uh, Free State Project are listening to Free Talk Live. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm with him there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. I think, And I think portmanor.com is a great resource for people that are planning on coming to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project or just because they want to come to New Hampshire and be liberty activists. But if you're going to come to be a liberty activist, you might as well sign up. For the Free State Project. Anyway, I think it's great. Uh, there are already a handful of places listed there, and this is great because it's going to encourage more people to put their houses on there and bring more people in and make it easier for yep. people to come here. So, super. All right, so uh, we just uh, sort of finished a discussion, but I wanted to continue commenting on uh, one of the issues that's important here. And the issue is the bull testicles, the ones that you might have seen hanging from the back of uh, some trucks in the place that you live. I don't know. Is it... Do you think they're as popular up north as they are down south? Have you seen any up here yet? I've seen them up here, but I don't, they're not as. I don't think they're as popular. Bulls aren't as popular up okay. here as they are down south either. That would make I sense. I mean, you know, I I grew up on a farm. Rustling cattle doesn't happen as much up this way, right? N- well, I don't I don't know. No, does isn't rustling a crime? I don't know, man. I'm no. not a cowboy. Don't ask me these things. But then stop using the terminology. All right. Anyway, uh, so the reason I uh, wanted to continue the discussion was because the guy, one of the senators that proposed this legislation. He said it was offensive. And if that's the criteria that will be used from here on out to determine what things should be illegal, then it's not going to be long before nothing's... I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're barely going to be able to... I mean, what if I'm offended by your... The color of your car. Absolutely. And I'll I tell you... I get offended by all kinds of things. There are some colors of cars that do offend me. You know, there's... <laughs> I'd uh, in Sarasota, a lot of the guys, uh, you know, that that like their rap music, yeah. they would uh, dr- decorate their cars in like a, you know, a metallic mustard yellow, um, and then they'd put these giant wheels on them, and they'd they'd cut out the interior of the car, you know, the the, the wheel well, so that mm-hmm. these things could turn. I mean, they were ridiculous looking. I absolutely found them as offen- uh, offensive. I found them more offensive than the bull testicles because the bull testicles are in bad taste. But relatively cheap, whereas the um, modifying this car is in horrible taste <laughs> and extraordinarily expensive. So I find it, you know, like that that offends my sensibilities in two ways. So you know, I I can be offended by a lot of things. As a matter of fact, I'd go up to Bradenton and I'd see some car covered in, uh, you know, uh, anti-abortion bumper stickers and things like that, and yeah. I'd be offended by that. You know, so I'm offended by all bumper stickers. How about that? I'm offended by your hairstyle. I'm offended by... Now, look, I'm not really offended by these things, but some people can claim to be offended by all kinds of uh, inoffensive, innocuous things. And so this is the new criteria. I hope this does get shot down. But still, in Louisiana, I believe there are some towns in Louisiana where it is illegal to have baggy pants on because... It's, it's offensive. offensive. This is bad for these kids to wear baggy pants. Uh, it's going to hurt their chances to get a good job in the future. So therefore, we should outlaw it and find them and arrest them if they continue to wear baggy pants. Yeah, that'll help. These, that, won't, that won't prevent them from getting a good job. These bull testicles are offensive. We should uh, find and arrest people who continue to put these on the backs of their trucks. Sure, it helps us un- identify who the jackballs are out there. But you know what? Everyone should be unable to customize their ride because... 
we don't want anyone to feel bad. And I'm sorry, but the whole idea behind freedom of speech. Right, freedom, you don't, the, the, uh, you're guaranteed a free, freedom of speech, not the freedom from being annoyed. Exactly. Uh, if it's your property, then you can control other people's, uh, what they can do on it. So sure. if you want to come into my house and start you yelling. You can't park that car with those bull testicles in my driveway. You could make that restriction because it's your driveway. Right. But driving down the public roads, that should be anybody's game. And if you want to put a naked lady on the side of your car, I think you should be able to do that. It may be tacky. Oh, my God, is it? You may be ostracized by some people for it, but that should be your choice to make. Why can't the ostracism, if any, be enough punishment for these people? If it's so offensive then people will be offended and they will not talk to that person or they won't do business with that person or they'll say something to that person. They'll say, I just want to let you know I'm offended by your truck testicles. Right. And the thing is, is the people that are offended don't want to say anything, which I... I, They go to the government and... uh, I understand. I don't want to say anything either. I'm not going to pull up next to the guy and say I'm offended. Well, yeah, because that would make you a jerk. Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, the... But but to go after... Go to the cops and get them to do something about it? Come on. It's cowardly. What's the point of that? Pathetic. But we're going to see more of this, as we've been seeing it in the past. It, it just keeps getting worse, where the government continues to determine what you can adorn yourself with at this point. I mean, that's how far this has gone. In some places, they can they can determine the color you paint your house. I mean, at what point will you look at this? If you're somebody who's not on our side and who has, has not yet come to the conclusion that these governments have gone way too far, if you have not yet come to that conclusion... Where's your line in the sand? At what point will you say, okay, that's enough. I've had enough of this, uh, you people trying to control my life. Don't know. I'd love for you to answer that. 800-259-9231. Speaking of controlling yeah, governments. Is, is people, when people come to that point, they come um, individually. They don't come, they, you generally don't come all at once. So that's what makes that difficult is then you're, you know, one or two people or a handful of people. Fighting. A minority, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're fighting City Hall. One of the reasons for the Free State Project is just situations like that. It's because there are people here that will stand up, no matter what the issue is, they will stand up for your freedom uh, to, to express yourself. You know, we'd, like it if rights. You, we'd like it if you would stand up for the freedoms of others sure. in, uh, in return. But yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And speaking of freedom, how about the freedom to raise your kids and to run your family the way you want to run it. Nah. How about that freedom? That one stinks. Oh, well, now, Mark, as a new father, <laughs> I would think you'd you'd find this one pretty important. I do, but... Now, we're not talking about homeschooling in this instance. We're talking about health. We're talking about the health of your children. Right, and, and you know, on this particular one, I did not uh, get Jack immunized, and uh, I don't know... They it, could make that illegal. I don't know when and if I will. But, yeah, that you can believe there are people out there that think that what I've done is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you sick. should be punished. I'm stupid. You should you know, have Jack taken from things. you. Uh, all kinds of things. And they would... Uh, they would take your baby from you. They would. If they I'm could da- get I'm away a dangerous with it. man. But the, that law hasn't been passed yet. What we're going to talk about here in a moment, and this is going to be an issue that may divide uh, a number of our listeners, so I'd love to hear from you if you dis- uh, disagree with me on this one. Parents who prayed as their 11-year-old daughter died of untreated diabetes will be charged with second-degree reckless homicide. Let's talk about this. Praying for your kids. Should that be illegal? Should you be punished for not, taking your be homicide. for not taking your kid to the hospital? More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. 
If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on that list for free. It's updates.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Or working out and eating right, no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures? He's changed some of the pictures up, by the way. And read his uh, story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. According to ABC News and the Associated Press, parents who prayed as their 11-year-old daughter died of untreated diabetes will be charged with second-degree reckless homicide, according to the Marathon County District Attorney on Monday. The failure to seek medical intervention created an unreasonable and substantial risk of death or great bodily harm, according to their district attorney, Jim Ballstad. She announced, or Jill rather, she announced that the charges Monday during a news conference uh, apparently, the police chief has said that the parents, Dale and Lalani Newman, told investigators their daughter Madeline last saw a doctor when she was three to get some shots. The couple face up to 25 years in prison if convicted. Madeline, called Kara by her parents, died Easter Sunday at the family's rural Weston home. An autopsy determined she died from undiagnosed diabetic ketoacidosis, an ailment that left her with too little insulin in her body. The couple's lawyer didn't immediately return a message by the AP. Lalani, the mother, who's 40, told the AP previously she never expected her daughter to die. The family believes in the Bible, which says healing comes from God. But they are not crazy, religious people, and have nothing against doctors, she said. Dale, who's a former police officer, said he has friends who are doctors. He started CPR as soon as the breath of life left his daughter's body, he said. Madeline, who was a straight-A student who was being homeschooled, was in good health until she started getting tired about two weeks before she died, said her mother. When the situation got worse over Easter weekend, we started fast in prayer then, she said. We believed that she would recover. According to a search warrant request, the girl's grandmother told investigators she'd been ill for several days and was very tired and wanted to be held by her mother. By March 22nd, Madeline couldn't walk or talk, said her grandmother. It's so awful. The grandmother said she told Lilani Newman to take the girl to the doctor, but the mother said her daughter would be fine and that God would heal her, according to the court record. Also, according uh, here to the Associated Press, the grandmother eventually contacted a a daughter-in-law in in California who called the police on a non-emergency line to report the girl was in a coma and needed medical help. An ambulance was dispatched to the home shortly before some friends in the home called 911 to report the girl had stopped breathing. The Newman said they moved to Weston in Wisconsin from California about two years ago to open a coffee shop and to be closer to other relatives. The couple has three other children, ages 13 to 16. The family doesn't belong to an organized religion or faith, according to Ms. Newman. In March, an Oregon couple who belong to a church that preaches against medical care and believes in treating illness with prayer were also charged with manslaughter and criminal mistreatment in the death of their 15-month-old daughter. The toddler died March 2nd of bronchial pneumonia and a blood infection that could have been treated with antibiotics, according to the medical examiner's office. In Oregon, laws passed in the 1990s struck down legal shields for uh, for faith-healing parents after the deaths of several children whose parents were members of a fundamentalist church. So here you are again, 
with yet another situation of people with of a belief system that is Christian, but not overt in that it's uh, a it's identifiable. Mainstream. It's yeah, it's no identifiable sect of Christianity, and so because they're not mainstream, their belief system is criminal at this point by by law. The way they believe their religious freedom, which I believe was supposed to be one of the founding tenets of the country, like religious freedom, it's too uh, it's it's too uh, confusing uh, for the court systems when you start th- you know th- situations like this push the uh, freedom of religion and you know I, I I guess the way I feel is that uh, I I think it's sad. Yep, I think it's a waste. I think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if Jack had diabetes, I would and, and was this ill, certainly, I'd have taken him to a doctor. He'd be getting you know medical treatment. He'd be be treating it with his diet too. But mm-hmm. with a type one diabetes, you have to have shots or something. You have to have some kind of treatment. I think it's sad, but this is what these people chose to do. Um, the little girl. Although she was indoctrinated from birth with these people's wacky belief, mm-hmm. um, she chose to do it too. I I don't know that she ever she had. She was any, eleven. She could have. I don't away. know. I don't know that she had any other opportunities. She was very ill. She was probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I know I don't but think that they should be put in a jail cell. Are for these this. people murderers? No. Are they sick killers? Are they no. a danger to you and your family? They own a coffee shop and they have three other children. No, they're not a danger. You may disagree with their lifestyle. You may disagree with their belief system. You may vehemently disagree with their belief system. But look, if you want to have the freedom to raise your kids in whatever way you want to raise your kids and inculcate them with whatever belief system you want to inculcate them with, then you have to allow other people to do the same thing, to to, to do things differently from how you might do them. Will it result in situations like this? Eventually, yeah. These things are going to happen. But and, and, and it is tragic. I'm not trying to diminish the you know the the death of this little girl, and I wouldn't try to diminish the abuse that the kids in the FLDS church, the Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints church, I, I wouldn't try to diminish the the abuse that they've received. But it's none of my business. All I can control is my life and the people I associate with and the decisions that I make. And I try to do my best to to help people in my life and, and do what I consider the right thing. These people were doing what they considered the right thing for their family and for their life. And who are you or who am I to say otherwise? Now, how about this? Let's let me put a little. Did they give her diabetes? <laughs> no. And and the idea that they would charge them with uh, murder is wrong. They didn't murder anyone. Mm. You cannot do nothing and kill someone. I mean, you, you might be talking about negligence or a neg- negligent uh, manslaughter or something like that, but you you can't kill anybody by not doing anything. Um, but let me let me uh, twist this up for you, Ian. Give you a couple of questions here. Okay. What if the grandmother um, took the little girl to the doctor or the hospital or whatever and got her some treatment before she was in a coma? What if? Well, what, um, I mean, has, could the parents file suit against the grandmother? I can't see why they would. Why they What would the charge be? What would the suit, what would be the suit over? Kidnapping? Uh, Well, they're they're, they're infringing on their right to raise their daughter the way they want. Well, okay. Well, then you get to the issue of, well, who can make decisions for the little girl, right? She's 11 years old. If she decided, if grandma came to pick her up and grandma said, look, we're going to go to the, we're going to go to the hospital and we're going to get you some treatment because you're sick and you need to go to the hospital. And the little girl said, no, I don't want to go. 
Well, then you might have a problem. But if the little girl said, well, great, I've been trying to leave that house for <laughs> weeks. Those people are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Then I think that really the uh, the onus, uh, the criteria here, lies with the little girl and what she wants for herself. If she wants to go with Grandma to the hospital, she should be able to go with Grandma to the hospital, and Grandma should not be able to get in trouble for that. How could she? It was the little girl's choice at that point, yeah. right? If you know, I, I, I think I, – I don't like the idea of kids making important decisions for themselves, but the fact is kids make important decisions for themselves every single day. Absolutely. If a child can walk, it can make the choice as to whether or not to run out in the street. You bet. You make you, – you teach your child not to run out in the street. Um, I, 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 you know, if a parent teaches their child to run out in the street, how are you ever going to know? I mean, they're a sick weirdo, but – they don't have a baby anymore. Their right. child, their most valuable asset, has go- is gone. How sad is that? Do they need any more punishment than that? I'll I bet you so. if the next child comes down with diabetes that these people are going to take them to the hospital. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're just completely off their rocker. But, I, you know, prison for this? It doesn't make any sense. Yep. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. anything. Do you? Yeah, exactly. Who are they going to pay restitution to? Not that they would charge them uh, with paying restitution, but who are they going to pay restitution to? Their other kids, the other th- the other children in the household. I mean, they're already being raised by the parents. Yeah. They probably will already have a chance to go and work in their coffee shop. And again, it's uh, it's something I would not choose to do with my children if I had them, and I doubt you would choose to do it with Jack, Mark, and. You know, we should all be free to make these choices. If you go down the road of saying, well, this is wrong, these parents should be punished, well, then you're going down the road of the government can make decisions for your kids, and it's inevitable that they will eventually make a decision that you're not going to agree with. Absolutely. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those again. freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Just start your shopping there. Again, it's Amazon. FreeTalkLive.com. We go to your phone calls. Let's talk to Dustin in Los Angeles. You're on Free Talk Live, Dustin. Dustin? Hi there. I can tie the uh, last couple of topics together. Um, there, there was discussion of the certificate of origin. Yes. Well, I went in to buy a car a couple of years ago, and when we're filling out the papers, and it came to the part about the DMV having power of attorney, and I was going to let the, uh, the car dealership deal with the paperwork, I said, no, I, I would like to handle that myself. Hmm. And I'd also like the certificate of origin. So you were buying the car brand new, because as I understand yeah. it, the only time you can get a certificate of origin is if you buy brand new. Correct. So this was my opportunity to try this. Mm-hmm. Well, the sales guy didn't know what I was talking about, so I said, well, well, go in the back and ask. Well, he goes in the back, and I hear this big hubbub, and I hear some loud voices going on. Huh. And he comes back out with the paperwork and says point blank, if you want the car, you have to sign this. Wow. Didn't want the sale, huh? Well, I ended up buying the car. Oh, I see. And he made it clear you cannot have the certificate of origin. Wow. 
Yeah, and I've heard stories of people getting it. But anyway, did I'm you sure, take it to the? I'm next sure it depends on the uh, the dealer. In this case, the dealer just didn't want to sell it badly enough. Well, if, I think it has to do with them maintaining their license to sell the cars. They, Probably depends know, on the state. Could very well be. I would have taken it to the next level at that point and, and talked to the manager and said, "Well, I'd like to find out what the reasoning for this is." Well, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, sometimes it, it, different circumstances, uh, different situations. You well, know. you must have really wanted the car, right? Yeah, I needed the car, I and I already had the check in hand. You know, it's like, gotcha. yeah. you're ready, now to, what? ready to get that job done. Anyway, well, this can tie together. Um, my wife and I have guardianship of our nephew. Mm-hmm. Well, it came time to do the immunization, and since we have an autistic child in the house, we're we're pretty uh, adamant about waiting as long as possible to do that. Mm-hmm. So, because it's California, yeah, my wife had know, to fill out this dramatic paper about how it's, we really don't want to do that. And, uh, well, the, the time came and went to do this, and we got a nasty letter effectively threatening to take the kid away. Hmm. Because, so, because you did, it wasn't naturally your child, you, you were given some kind of guardianship, they could right. threaten you a little more effectively than they could somebody who'd, whose child right. was, right? So they, they trust you enough to take care of the kid in every way. You know, you feed him, you house him, you clothe some, him. Some real decisions. Except if you don't do what they want. Right. Then they get real nasty. Yeah, that sounds nasty. So um, we started the adoption proceeding on this, mm-hmm. and uh, so the wife went in to get the, the birth certificate and so i suggested she asked the similar questions like i did with the car and everyone should know that the birth certificate you have is not the birth certificate it's an abstract or some kind of copy of it Hmm. so my wife asked well can i get the original and the lady was shocked well of course not the state keeps that yeah we have to keep that on file what are you talking about and uh just for everyone as a curiosity note if you look at your birth document You'll see two numbers. One's a file number, and somewhere on there will be another number. Okay. And that, What's that mean? Well, it's a bond number, and that's another topic. Okay. And you'll also notice that your uh, birth document is printed on banknote paper. Somewhere on there it'll suggest it'll be some kind of statement saying this is banknote paper. Huh. So th- it's, it's not just some piece of paper with info on it. They take it real seriously. Yeah, it's worth money to them or something, right? Yeah, and that's another side topic. But the point is, if if they keep the certificate of origin for our cars in some vault somewhere, or maybe they're also keeping some original birth document in a vault somewhere for the same reason, I would say. Possibly. Possible? It's certainly right. possible. You know, I, 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 I've, I've sort of heard uh, you know topics like this before, and I don't know. I don't know if there's some big conspiracy or anything like that, but I can tell you those people don't own me. And, um, you know, it doesn't, that's right. They it, don't. It doesn't matter what piece of paper they have. Mm. They don't own me. Now, the fact they that they hold title. Right. Whatever that means. And and uh, a piece of paper. And, and that's right. they, they got themselves a little piece of paper that says when I was born. And, it's fancy looking. And uh, it, it, it's important to them in some way, shape or form. But the um, the idea that they that they um, can tax my labor into the future, it shows that they effectively do believe that they own you. You know, I mean, they act like they do. Well, yes, but it's actually this legal fiction that's floating around in commerce mm-hmm. uh, that has they call a vessel. Has anyone actually had success with that approach? This uh, absolutely the, the idea that you know, uh, if you look at your birth certificate, all the letters are in caps. If you look at the driver's license, all the yeah, letters are in I'm caps. W- I'm one of the guys that's played these games for quite a few years now, mm-hmm. 
and a lot's been learned about it. And that's that's just the beginning. That's just kind of something to play with. Um, I mean, it's such a long topic. There's two ways to play it. You either play their system so well that you beat them at their own game, or you just get out of it. And you I don't know which is better. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, there's the people that make their own license plate and, and you know, give their license driver's license back, and they fly their own flag out in front of their house and all that kind of stuff. And, and I've heard about these people. There's the uh, the people up in Oregon that's a religious group that they actually do have their own license plate, and apparently after they were arrested enough times and they just, you know, they basically went into the jail to proselytize to the people in the jail and were very, uh, very disobedient to the, the police, uh, they just, you know, like they decided with some of the activists here in New Hampshire, they've decided they're not worth their while to mess with right. anymore. Right, it's, it's hard to about? know if it's because we're right or because they're just tired of messing with us. Yeah. It's hard to know. Okay, a uh, more fun topic is the uh, the truck nuts. Yes. Uh, I have a testicles. very large off-roading truck, and I saw these one day, and I took it to a new level. I got a pillowcase and a couple of uh, soccer balls, and I stuck them in there, and I tied it under the bed, and I totally forgot about it, and they were there for years. Well, I'm driving up through Utah, and I get pulled over, and I'm thinking, wow, what could this possibly be about? Well, the CHP guy comes up, and, and I start talking, and he He's wants to know what... the CHP in uh, Utah? Well, whatever. <laughs> UHP... Uh, Good call. Right, um, the statey, yeah. The state. And uh turns out he'd gotten a call that someone was concerned that something was hanging off the truck and it was a safety hazard. And uh it was fun to watch the guy try to keep his composure. We're discussing this very large dangling sack <laughs> off the truck. But um back to the point of not needing a law. When I parked it in front of my dad's house, he saw that and said, you know, my neighbors won't like that. Mm. So I took them off. There Done. You go. Handled. Problem solved. Yep. Problem solved. Ostracism works, and these government laws are just a money machine for these people. It's just Absolutely. a way for them to cash in. Dustin, great call tonight. Thank you again for the, the dialing in. 800-259-9231. Uh, I love the topic of people just withdrawing from the system. I find it fascinating, and I would love to see more successful examples of that actually happening. And I think we may be seeing some of them coming here, out of uh, coming out of New Hampshire soon. We'll certainly bring that to you. I know there are discussions going on uh, amongst activists around here that uh, that have to do with creating an alternative license plate and getting the activists that are that are ready to withdraw from the government's coercive system and enter into the voluntary society to. Uh, drive around with these license plates on to identify who we are to them so they don't mess with us. You know, I I, I think that I, I understand why they want license plates, and I think that makes perfectly good sense, why the uh, the, the state wants, um, you know, the, the law enforcement community wants license plates. Mm-hmm. It makes good sense that you have numbers in the back of a car. But the whole idea of registering them and, you know, tracking them and, and all that other thing, that, that bothers me. Let's go to the phone calls here. Talk to David in Keene, New Hampshire, who I believe may be one of those activists. David, you're on Free Talk Live. David in Keene, going once. David in Keene, going twice. I think we may be having some trouble in the uh, the network studios. Uh, we will continue. We'll maybe bring David on here in a moment. Uh, but in the meantime, well, let's try the amp line here in our studio with Matthew in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Matthew. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh um, anyway, you talked about you officially dropping the Libertarian Party. And, yes, uh, I have revoked my mem- my life membership. Revoked, revoked it. Yes, revoked your life life membership. And um, 
uh, and not using the word uh, libertarian to describe yourself anymore. Um, and uh, for me, uh, of course, I only speak for myself, but I don't like the idea of dropping the word libertarian because the libertarian party is becoming something different. For me, the word libertarian hasn't changed anything, hasn't changed, and I'm, I don't feel like changing what I call myself and how, how I think of myself because of what the LP is doing and what some other folk are using the word incorrectly as. So it doesn't bother so, you that people like uh, Glenn Beck and Neil Bortz and Bob Barr and uh, Mike Gravel, people who are clearly not libertarian not in any libertarian. way, shape, or form, are calling themselves that? That's not, that's not an issue for you? Well, it, doesn't, it, it, it is an issue. I'd like to continue the discussion. Hang on. We'll bring you back in hour sure. three, 800-259-9231. A bunch of people want to call about the uh, diabetes issue, the faith healing, the parents that let their daughter die. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com. We continue with your phone calls. They are lined up. We'll go to them, and we'll talk about New York City. Apparently, they're the marijuana arrest capital, which is strange, because I thought we'd heard that the marijuana possession was only a violation there. We'll get to the details on that. But first, we go back to Matthew in New Hampshire, commenting on last night's uh, discussion about why I have withdrawn, I have revoked my membership with the Libertarian Party, and you say that uh, – one of the other things I said last night was that I no longer really want to be referred to as a libertarian. I'm sure inevitably I will, uh, but if somebody says something to me about, well, what do you consider yourself? I no longer will use the term libertarian to describe myself because I don't want to be confused with people like Neil Bortz, and I don't want to be confused with people like uh, like Glenn Beck, two other talk show hosts that have taken to calling themselves libertarian on the airwaves – and I don't have very much in common with those guys, so I wouldn't want uh, someone to just, at a glance, think I was in the same camp as those guys. Uh, same thing with uh, Bob Barr, former uh, former congressman, and Mike Gravel, former senator, both of whom have joined the Libertarian Party are, and are anything but libertarians and are anything but principled. But, Matthew, I wanted you to have a chance to continue your comments, so go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was just uh, talking about how my point is, is that I've been a libertarian for for a while since it's around '95, and uh, you know, and uh, to be libertarian means uh, basically uh, someone who believes in free uh, interaction between folks, and uh, you know, non non uh, initiation of force. And uh, I took that I took that pledge, and I meant it, you know, I meant it completely. And to me. I I don't like to change my what I call myself out of concern of misuse of what others you know are using that that word and uh, yeah some some folks might think oh well because uh, Jay Severn or Glenn Beck or whoever says they they call themselves libertarians uh, that they, that I must automatically be in that camp and I've I've not, not had that come across. 
I've never come across that, but um, I just come across the usual misunderstanding of the word, thinking that I mean yeah. liberal. Um, you know, this happens to me. I uh, make uh, telephone calls during the day for uh, for the radio show, trying to you know begging people, please, please buy ads on my show. And um, right. you know, they want to know one of the first things they want to know, even if they're not going to buy, is oh yeah, you'd host a show. Well, what do you guys talk about? Well, current events. It's an open line show. We, you know kind of get into political stuff and news of the day. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, where do you fall? Are you left or right? And I'm like, well, I, right. I guess we're libertarians. And, uh, you know, but we're real libertarians. That's what I usually say is mm -hmm. I'll caveat it afterwards. Real libertarians. Because sometimes they'll they'll say things like, oh, yeah, Neil Bortz or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll say, yeah. oh, huh, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll make some kind of acknowledgement as to what a libertarian is. And I say, but we're real libertarians after they make that kind of noise. And then so you're throwing in a caveat. Right. So, but Mark, you're throwing in that caveat for the same reason that I don't want to even you know be associated with the Understood, term anymore. Understood. But what my, caveat, what my caveat does um, is is it makes people a lot of times they'll say, yeah, well, what does that mean exactly to you? You know, mm -hmm. like they'll they'll think that they've got a definition. They want to hear what my definition of it is. Yeah. And uh, so I give it to them. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, at least then you're caveating it and you're explaining the situation. Uh, but just generally, I mean, I'd rather just say, well, at one time I considered myself a libertarian, but now I consider myself a free marketeer, and because blah, 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 if they want to know why. Uh, so I don't really think it's a, a big deal to back away from that particular word. I don't think very many people know what it means to begin with, and those that think they do know what it means are probably wrong because they've heard things from certain other people in pop culture uh, that would like yeah. to to attach the word to themselves. So it's you know it's once again it's like it's like anarchist. I don't want to save that word, and now I don't want to save libertarian. Why should I bother? Well, well it's not, I'm not really on any kind of crusade, but I was just talking about how my perspective. Oh, on sure. it because I've heard sure. other other folks say that. Well, I didn't but suggest you were on a crusade, about... but I'm always open to suggestion, and if I'm certainly well, taking I the wrong position, I then... just yeah, my 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 opinion is is I've called myself a libertarian. I'm I'm a Harry Brown libertarian. Mm -hmm. Uh, to me, Harry Brown, Mary Ruart, uh, you know, Jacob Hornberger, real libertarians, you know, um, that's what, those are, you know, that's where I get my background from. That's, uh, you know, that's well, I think right? from. I, I agree with you. I'm on your side on this one, Matthew. Um, but I kind of agree with Ian to some extent because when I think what about it, what if Sean it, Hannity said he was going to be a libertarian? Well, what if I said? What if I came on every single day, um, every single day, and I said, "I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal." Now, people are going to come up in their mind with what a liberal is, right? I mean, they've and heard not the, everyone's going to say something to you about right, it. Right. They've heard Rush Limbaugh talk about liberals all the time. But when I say I'm a liberal, I'm talking about a Thomas Jefferson liberal. A classical liberal. A classical right. liberal. Classic, classical liberal. Yeah. Right. So do you see the, how I could be saying I'm a liberal and how they could be interpreting, uh, interpreting that um, I'm a liberal in two entirely different manner? Um, one, I, you know, I do. What, I what do. Rush Limbaugh causes a liberal is a socialist, mm -hmm. whereas Thomas yeah. Jefferson is just the opposite. Good yeah, call, Matthew. Liberal, as in a libertarian. Yeah, thanks but, for the um, call, dude. We appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231. Got to continue here. We'll talk to, I believe, oh, David's, yeah, David is there. David and Keene, we're trying him again. Uh, hello, yeah, David. Yeah, you guys there? Yes, sir. Yeah, your uh, network didn't cut me off accidentally. I accidentally hung up, so I, I don't want to. Oh, sorry. One call for the night. Goodbye. <laughs> What's <laughs> on your mind, dude? No, um, yeah, hey, um, good show good tonight. Uh, I wanted to uh, comment on a couple things, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you had about when you're talking about the activism in, in this area, if you have any. Oh, okay, um, so it is that, David. Very good, very good. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, this is the this is the registration refusenik. Excellent. Sir. Um, Go ahead with your comments on the diabetes. The uh, I was raised in a, a Christian family that believed in, in spiritual prayer. Just to, what, since, before you go on, I'm sorry. Just to bring our listeners up to speed that might just be tuning in this hour. Uh, last hour we discussed a, a story about a, a couple of parents that allowed their 11 year old daughter to die as opposed to taking her to the hospital to get her some assistance uh, because they believed that God was going to heal her. And now they're being charged with with homicide as a result of that. And I just found found it absolutely outrageous. And I think parents should be able to make uh, bad choices like this. They didn't kill their daughter. She died of natural causes. They just didn't interfere. So go ahead with your point, David. Yeah, um, oh, and, and appreciate the relative moderate response. A lot, a lot of people would, would, would accuse them of, of just plain negligence, and, and maybe to some extent they would when it was clear that their, their, their efforts were not working. But I was raised in a, in a, in a family that believed strongly in religious prayer, and um, uh, going back at least two generations. Um, and uh, they're, they're really... They really are well-meaning people. These people really, really do believe what they do is working. And they point out to the, the infection rates in hospitals and that, that dirty little secret about how many people die in them. It's, it's quite high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an absolutely physician. true. <laughs> um, if you can get an honest physician. Uh, yep. Staph infection is a hospital-created disease. They, not, not the infection, but the real serious versions. Because uh, they, they, particularly the brain dead people or the um, people on severe life support, they their immune systems are severely compromised. You can get so a lot of the, the things with, that with the antibiotics. Uh, a lot of things that'll heal people you can get from doctors' offices. And yeah. to confuse a doctor's office with a hospital, I think is wrong. But yeah, you're right. Uh, absolutely true. The hospitals are dangerous places. I don't. Yeah. When and, I, and go they're, in them, they're, I don't touch anything. And when I, you know, get every time I come near a sink, I wash my hands. Those places are dirty. Mm. Yeah, they are. I mean, you can smell the antiseptic around when you walk. Anytime you walk into a medical office, because they load it on so heavy. Sure. Because there's so much disease there. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, so they're quick to point that out, and, and they're right. So I, I would, I would argue, probably less. The, the prayer community probably has less of an infection death rate, but possibly slightly higher. So you're with For us example, on this, diabetes, then, David. That they, I have asthma. So you're with us then on this that these parents, while their choice may be uh, disagreeable to many people, should have been allowed to make that choice. Yeah, I, I, I would fault them only for when it when it was clear that their efforts were not working. Like my my sister and I have asthma, and it almost killed my sister. My mother took my sister to the hospital when. Um, it became very serious. But their belief system clear their may efforts be... efforts were not working. Right, but their belief system may be but that that's what God wants. Yes. Right, so... Well, no, um... Well, I can't speak... Some about. people, we've seen stories where some people, it, it's no intervention whatsoever. If God wants them to die, that's what's going to happen. If God wants them to heal, that's what's going yeah. to happen. And that people should be, be free to do that. a very prevalent uh, Christian belief. David, thank you for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate it. Keep up the great activism. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Toll free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. You can change virtually anything that you see there. It's wiki. W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. 
If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 1-800-259-9231. We continue. And we go to Ben in Pennsylvania. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Ben. Going once? Hi. Ben? Yeah, I want to take that whole uh, diabetes thing and put it in a different perspective. Sure. Uh, a couple months ago, I was driving down the highway with one of my friends. He was in the he was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And I was, as I was looking out the window, there was what looked like an old lady. She was parked on the side of the road, and she was hunched over the steering wheel like she was dead or unconscious or something. Hmm. Now, um... I finally convinced my friend to turn around and go back to see if she was all right. But if my friend hadn't, if my friend had just kept driving along, I mean, should he have been held responsible if she was dead, if someone knew about it? Of course not. Of course kind not. Of but, but your friend didn't know the old lady and was not her father or mother, and so some I people... I think he's are, got a valid point. Oh, I think your point's valid, but some people are going to say, well, this was, their, this was the little girl's parents. And, of course, we're talking about an 11-year-old girl whose parents believed that God was going to heal her of her diabetes, and she ended up dying from it. And now they're being charged with negligent homicide as a result of it. I think, I think you're making a fine point. I mean, the fact is they didn't infect her with the diabetes. They didn't want her to die, but they didn't take any overt action in order to, uh, in order to save her life as, as the state would have wanted them to, to go to the hospital and do whatever it is the hospital people wanted them to. They decided that they were going to pray instead, that that was their choice, and uh, the government didn't like that. So you're on a, Go ahead. That could... I could just open up the. If you say that though, that that could just open the whole door for a whole skew of other type of things. Like, what if I was walking through the woods and I saw a person that looked like he'd been shot? I mean, obviously, I would, I would help that person because I'm not an idiot. But if I was that way and I didn't help him, I don't think I should be held responsible if he died. I didn't I shoot agree. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. Um, it's tragic. It's a tragic story. It's funny because if uh, I've heard, and I don't know that this is true, um, but when I got my CPR and my lifesaver um, card from uh, the Red Cross, I heard that you could be held responsible for doing just that for oh, walking wow. past somebody if you had, uh, you know, card? Your, your heart saver or your lifesaver card. Wow. Um, that you in fact would be responsible for walking past someone. I just think that's totally crazy. Yeah, it's nonsense. And so I'm with you 100%. It's just that the state isn't, and they're going to bring these people up on charges, and probably they're going to get put in front of a jury that's going to be made up of a bunch of average Americans who think that the way these people are living is very bizarre to them, just like with the fundamentalist uh, Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints people, and the jury's probably going to put them away. I don't know. That's my prediction, just because they're weird. They're different. And we can't let people live a different lifestyle here in America. Ben, any final comments? That's it. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. What obligations do parents have to their children? They have an obligation to raise them how you want them to be raised? They have an obligation to jump through the same medical uh, treatments that you think they should be uh, jumping through? I don't think they do. I think they should be able to make their own decisions for themselves. And if you don't like it, then here's what I suggest. If you don't like it, move away from them. If you're, your, if you're their next-door neighbor and you don't like your neighbors, either ignore them or move away. It's funny because uh, you know it might bother you if that person is in your, your next-door neighbor. It might bother you even if they're in the same town. Mm-hmm. You know, all oh, those people across town, I, I read about them in the newspaper, it's awful. It might bother you if they're in the same state. Oh, those people across the state, I, I, they're not taking care of their children right, it's awful. 
it might bother you if they're inside the country. All oh, those people in California, they're not taking care of their children. It's, it's awful. But it wouldn't bother you for a second. You wouldn't expect anything out of our law enforcement community, anything out of our legal system, if they lived across the border in Tijuana. Mm. Because people are all sponged up in this, you know, this nationalist paradigm. Yeah. As though that what you know, people in California has have are doing have anything to do with me. Let's continue and talk to Ryan in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ryan. Hey guys, I got three things. First two are really quick. Okay. Um, first, y'all brought up just a few minutes ago that apparently y'all are surprised the death rates in hospitals. Of course the death rates are going to be high in hospitals. That's where people go to die. Oh, here you are, just saying how great all the doctors are and stuff. And, you know, I agree with I'm you. I'm not saying that Medical at all. Science I'm saying is it's a question of statistics. Sure it is. But at the same time, hospitals are dirty, disgusting places. Would you agree? I would agree. There you go. That's all I need. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Secondly, um, I want to reiterate what I brought up about the, the FLDS. The, the problem here is the government getting in the way of people who want to do the right thing and rescue a kid who they feel is being abused. Yeah, uh, there was the example in Utah of a kid that got away from the FLDS, and then the government took him right back. Instead of letting him choose to live free, they forced him to go back to the abusive parents. Right. Now, um, these parents in this diabetes case, um, apparently, the way I understand it is that they believed um, that they shouldn't take, them to, take the kid to the doctor or anything yeah, uh, God because they believed them. in the literal truth of the Bible, right? They believed that God would heal their child if, uh, he indeed would, if that was his plan. Okay, so I figured out a great free market way to handle this. Like I said, um, in the free market, you'd be able to you know, rescue a kid who you've feel as being abused, mm-hmm. and then, of course, you'd have to um, you know, defend your, your actions in arbitration. Yeah, if you were taken to arbitration, sure. Well, now um, the parents would most likely take you to arbitration. Odds are good. And I've found the best defense for the parents at all. What's that? Um, now, I'm sure you all are aware that I do have an honorary doctorate in divinity. Don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means you bought something online? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't buy it. It was free. Nice. But um, I want to read you from Mark sixteen seventeen. Okay. These I don't signs really like will accompany. Bible quotes, but go ahead. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They will speak in tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. So, all a parent would have to do to prove that they have the ability to do faith healing on their child first, um, uh, guzzle some Drano in front of the arbitrator. <laughs> Now, if they have a tongue left after that, then we can see if they can speak in tongues, things like that. And then, of course, you know, they need to juggle some rattlesnakes. You know. Wait, I thought that's supposed to prove that they believe in, in God, not whether they can faith heal. Well, if you're basing it off of belief in the literal truth of the Bible, then I think you should have to prove the literal truth of the Bible now, wouldn't you? I don't think that's what they were claiming. They, uh, I don't know if they claimed to be biblical, bi- biblical literalists. I just think they believe that God will heal their child if that's what God wants to do. Well, I, I think that healing comes from God is what they had said. So, you know, I mean, I think that's belief that God will heal their child. Sure. Yeah, the way that I read it, uh, I read a different version of the story than you were reading, but mm-hmm. um, they're biblical literalists from the story that I saw. Yeah, there you go. It's an interesting viewpoint, uh, Ryan. Thank you for bringing that point up. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Yes, would God save you if you drank a bunch of Drano? 
Seems unlikely. No, seems very unlikely. 800-259-9231. Why doesn't God heal amputees? There you go. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, coming up here, property rights and freedom, and whatever you want goes. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and we've got a bulletin board system. You can get interactive with us and other listeners. For 340,000 posts, go to bbs.freetalklive.com to get interactive for free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com and do business with business sports free talk live, please. Yes, 800-259-9231. So we jump into the email box from Matthew. He says, Ian, I love the show and agree with a great majority of what I've heard you say since I started listening about six months ago. Over the last few days, however, I've noticed an often stated idea that a libertarian anarchist free market society would include the freedom to do whatever you want so long as you don't hurt anyone else. I think this concept is at odds with liberty and property rights, and thus should be addressed. First, in a private property world, I find it unlikely that you could simply do whatever you want, even if it doesn't mean harming anyone. For instance, when you're on someone else's property, they could impose any sort of regulations they wanted on you. If the property owner says you can't run around nude on his property, then you could not legally do that. Even if you're on your own property, I find it likely that a free society would have restrictive covenants to enforce certain social norms, like deed restrictions, for instance. I would concur. An example might be disallowing the sale of hard drugs to children, and so you would not have the freedom to engage in such a transaction, voluntary as it may be. It certainly is possible. By the way, um, there was a time uh, in this country, probably a hundred years ago, that you could send your child to the drugstore to buy heroin because it was considered a medicine. People took it for medicinal purposes. Um, That's true. So to think that... that uh, that every uh, you know ev- everybody would uh, to restrict heroin sales. I think are, you know it might not be true, and I don't think it would be that terrible. I think what's terrible about heroin is the drug war. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not good to be addicted to things, but the worst part about it, terrible, is the drug war. Being put in a prison cell and having your life ruined and being slapped with a criminal record. That's certainly the, the well. But that's not a, the issue. Being that... addicted to it and having to pay those enormous prices for one. Yeah, uh, that's lots bad. Of, you know, Lots and the of drugs are dangerous. Can operate uh, addicted to things and, and heroin, cigarettes, and right. It's more dangerous because it's operating in the black market, and so it's impure, and that's a whole other issue, though. So let's continue with uh, Matthew's email. He says, "So it's certainly possible that a libertarian society might be similar to what you advocate, but I find it far more likely that unpopular activities such as public nudity and the sale of drugs to children would be forbidden in respectable areas." I think he's bringing up an interesting point, and certainly... But in respectable areas, the sale... um, (laughs) Hold on. If you make legal to sell heroin to kids, and kids really want to buy heroin, Mm -hmm. um, and they they do it only in uh, areas that are not respectable, um, then 
the kids will figure out ways through the Internet or whatever to get this stuff anyway, so it will get into the respectable areas. Oh, of course. You're absolutely right about that. I don't think he would deny that that would be going on. I think he's just saying that in some areas they wouldn't want it overtly happening to where people would be offended by that. But uh, but he, he's right, though, about his point in general, Mark, and that is that uh, a, free, a free market society wouldn't necessarily mean that you would be free to it's do true. what you want. Perhaps sure. a caveat one could put in there would be you'd be free to do what you want on your own property or within the you know the walls of right. your home. Right, and that's or, far from how it is today. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't be free if you were in a covenant situation with a uh, you know where you gate, gated communities. I think far more uh, communities would be deed restricted because people would have concerns about that. Um, they wouldn't rely on just zoning from uh, the local municipality. And I feel like zoning in a lot of cases is uh, is too lax. Uh, I, I think that the best way to handle a lot of these things really is with uh, deed restrictions. But some people would want to buy property elsewhere, and they should be able to do that too. He says, second, harm is not the determinant of whether something is allowable or not. Rather, violation of rights is the proper way to distinguish between the legitimate and illegitimate. Sometimes that includes harm, and sometimes it does not. For example, if you own a grocery store, and I open a new grocery store right across the street from you and compete away your customers, I've harmed you. You're financially worse off due to my actions. But have I violated your rights? Absolutely not. Another example would be if you own that same grocery store and I decide to boycott your business, again, I've harmed you without violating your rights. Certainly no liberty-oriented person believes that competition or boycott should be illegal, and yet both cause harm to someone. Even if we talk about bodily harm, and that's sort of what my intention when I said that, but he's doing a great job of punching holes in that particular definition of, of freedom. Sure. It's, 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 I'd really love to hear just, a better one. It's really just... An easy way to, um, you know, spit out what freedom means is to basically to do what you want to do. But there must be a better you. way. There must be a, a another short, fifteen second or less version of defining that's not liberty. Even fifteen seconds. No, it's not. It's more like five. Yeah. And that's why it's convenient because how long do you in this soundbite world? How long do you get to be able to tell people? I've told right. people what the the Libertarian Party pledges, and they're like, awesome. That's great. Um, and, and yeah, and when people hear when you say, you know, you can live life as, as you want, just don't hurt anybody else, what they're thinking about is actually hurting other people. And they say to themselves, well, I don't hurt other people. I should be left alone. And I think it, I think it works for most people, but I could be wrong. And I like that he's picking it apart. And I think it's important to do these things so we can analyze what we say, because what we say is very important. And, and the way we communicate is critical, especially when we're communicating to people that don't really know what we're all about and don't know what we stand for. I think you could say, um, you know, part Part of it is you could put in rather than harm anyone as uh, you don't you don't hurt anyone or steal anything for people, you know, hurt anyone or steal anything. Aggress. I like when you've been using the term aggress. Aggress. Mark, yeah, but aggress instead of initiate force. Yeah, aggress is good. It's 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 a good de- uh, word. It, it it makes sense, but too it's long not, for most people. Yeah, like it, it's it's not in common usage. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Matt, uh, Matt's got a great email here, but he doesn't suggest an alternative. And that's kind of what I would like from you if you're listening to the program tonight. How would you change the, uh, the description? How do you answer the question, you know, what is a libertarian or what is, you know, what is liberty all about? How would you answer that? Short, quick, ten seconds or less, right? Uh, dial in at 800-259-9231 or email them in. Let me continue here, though. He says that even if we talk about bodily harm, it's not necessarily illegal. For instance, if we signed a contract that allowed me to beat you up, I could legitimately do so. You know, they have those boxing uh, in arrangements at some bars where you can step into a ring. Yeah, the fight clubs. Yeah. Uh, I could, uh, I'd be harming you, definitely, but I wouldn't be violating your rights. And so it would be perfectly okay for me to beat you up. 
We can even go with a less apparent example, such as what you were talking about last weekend during the discussion of LASIK. If you agree to a surgery and it goes poorly, then the doctor has harmed you. But he has not violated your rights, and there's no legitimate legal recourse for such an unfortunate incident if you signed off on the risk ahead of time. So I realize it might come off as a bit nitpicky, but I think it's important to speak That's accurately. how I feel. Like I'm, I, I, and I know that we can, you and I can be nitpicky on air about uh, verbiage and all that, but I just feel nitpicked because <laughs> it's like he didn't come up with a reason. He didn't come up with anything. He, he pointed out a bunch of problems and didn't give any solutions. Well, it's, it's bad management, but, uh, you know, we well, don't expect our emailers to be great managers. Under, understood, but I mean, one of the, one of bad the things, leadership. one of the things that I like about Free Talk Live and unlike so many shows out there, so many um, radio shows, is I get I get frustrated listening to talk radio. Period. Talk mm-hmm. radio can really you know get my blood boiling, and sometimes I, in the past I used to turn it, turn it off. Now I can't because I'm one of the hosts, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can and bother me. But at the very least, unlike every other show out there, we don't just complain; we give solutions. What can you in your life do right now in order to make the world better? your freedom better, your family's life better, things like that. Well, I we realized try. that was the fault in the email, that he didn't suggest an alternative. Like, okay, well, here's what's wrong with what you're saying, guys, but he didn't give us a better choice. But I figured that'd be the perfect opportunity to ask you, the listener, what you think the, uh, you know, the best answer to that question is. And I, uh, somewhere around the studio here, I've got a copy of uh, Harry Brown, one of his last books, 872 libertarian sound bites you can use. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. You can look up any issue, you know, from A to Z, whatever the issue might be. And it's a it's a Harry Brown soundbite, one of the ones that he developed and, and crafted over years of campaigning for the libertarian presidential uh, ticket in 1996 and 2000. He crafted these answers, and he had them very, very short. So he could answer them if he was asked by a news reporter to get in that soundbite, to get on the news. And so I'm going to go look for that, and I'll see what, uh, what Harry Brown, one of my, well, I consider him a mentor, uh, what he ha- one of my idols, if you will, influences, what he has to say on this. We'll take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. How do you define liberty when asked in an elevator? Give us your elevator speech. Okay, 30 seconds or less, 15 or less would be preferable. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, your show, you bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak your call in. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And that means that the money you send in, which is all of three bucks a month, that's all we ask you for, that money's reinvested into the program so we can get more radio stations on board and putting this show on the air, get more people listening to the message of freedom and liberty. However, uh, imperfect it might be coming out of our mouths, because we're not perfect, we're people too. Right, well, <laughs> always trying to improve, though. If you think. If you think this this is the uh, the doctoral uh, uh, libertarian message, you are just wrong. <laughs> now, just a couple boobs with microphones doing a radio show. We just happen to like the freedom idea. Who, yeah, who who believe in your 
you know, uh, your right to be free. Right. So, uh, so if you like the show, help us out. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. So uh, we are certainly in search of improving ourselves, Mark. You and I, we're, we're into the self-improvement thing, and certainly I want to improve my ability to communicate. And we had an email come in a moment ago from Matthew, uh, who was criti- critiquing us, uh, or critiquing me, I think, specifically, for defining liberty as the ability to live life how you want, so long as you don't harm anyone else. And he, he nitpicked at it, and he didn't give an alternative. His, I think his nitpicking was valid. I think his points were valid. Uh, but I would like to hear some alternatives. If asked in an elevator, what is liberty, how would you describe that? What's your really short elevator answer to that question? And I said I'd pull up Harry Brown's book. The book is called Liberty A to Z, 872 soundbites, libertarian soundbites you can use right now. And it's published by the Advocates for Self-Government. Anybody that's interested in running for office or just being a better communicator in general should pick this book up. It's, it's very good. It's categorized by different uh, different categories. It's alphabetical, so you know. Tax, categorized by categories, is it? Uh, tax Excellent. proposals, smoking, social problems, Republicans and Democrats. I mean, he's got he's got answers for all of the issues and more. And so, under the category of libertarian, there's all kinds of choices. And I don't know if here's the one that's probably most similar to the one that I was I've been saying. It's number 562. A libertarian is someone who thinks you should be free to live your life as you want to live it, not as George Bush or Bill Clinton thinks you should, who believes you should raise your children by your values, not those of some far-off bureaucrat who's using your child as a pawn to create some brave new world, who thinks that because you're the one who gets up every day and goes to work, you should be free to keep every dollar you earn, to spend it, save it, and give it away as you think is best. So that's a little longer. That's more of like the you know 20 to 30 second version. But if you had to answer the question, what is a libertarian or, or what is liberty, what's your short, very short answer? would love to hear from you because mine's certainly not the best. It's just the one I, I like. Uh, let's continue here with your calls. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Adam in California. You're on Free Talk Live, Adam. Hello. Sorry, that question's a little too deep for me. What's on your mind? I wanted to know what happened to Walt, the old caller that used to call in all the time. God, I miss Walt. Haven't heard from him in a long you know, time. We dro- we um, we lost uh, KCXL. That's true. The the station They're no longer on with us. And he used to listen on that station, so I suspect that's really the issue. They've been gone for. But he had months. been kind of out for a while, even before yeah, we yeah, lost the station. Absolutely had. He uh, was sucked. gone for a long period of time, then called a couple times within a short time frame. He didn't have an email address, and so. then disappeared again. So. I've been listening for a couple of years, and uh, there was a Obviously. time period for about six months or something that I stopped listening, and all of a sudden we get this crazy Paula that has taken his spot. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's Paula's what I we want, got now. <laughs> I want Walt, Walt back, because Walt. Paula sucks compared to Walt. Well, some people Paula's love Paula. always wrong about everything. What's that? <laughs> some people love Paula. I mean, you know... No. Hey, hey guys, um, I, I just got to tell you, um, yeah. we're pulling the troops out of Iraq. We're pulling them right out of Iraq. <laughs> Why don't you ask her about it? I mean, she's wrong about every single thing oh, yeah, she says she, every time. She just makes crap up. I don't know what, <laughs> what her deal is. but She, is, she was actually Paul, on hold until moments ago. I was going to bring her on with you, but she dropped off the line. Uh, I, I love Paula, though, but I mean, I just See? liked Walt so much, you know? Yeah. 
I understand. Well, what can but you do? I man? think that he probably went to jail. You think he maybe went to prison because he, he used to talk pretty hardcore over yeah, the air, right? He did say the IRS yeah. was after him, so that's a, you know it's certainly you'd a think that one of somebody at KCXL um, somewhere in that uh, listening r- range would have forwarded this that story. I mean, KCXL, the we we knew the program directors and we're in some kind of contact with them. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It would seem like maybe they disappeared him. Yeah, this is what happens, you know, people come, they go, the personalities go away. A long time ago, we used to have a guy, when we were doing the local show down in Sarasota, you remember Adrian, Mark, the soldier? He was going off to Iraq at yeah. that time. He yeah, called in and yeah, he wrote. Um, and he, he actually call- contacted us from Iraq a, yeah. a few times, and mm-hmm. poof, yeah, he's been gone for years, never knew what happened to him. Would love to find that out, but this is the way the cookie crumbles in this business. Uh, it's up to you to call in and... Keep us abreast, because there's no way we can keep track of all of you. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's continue and talk to Dan in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan. Hey, I have an answer to uh, your definition for liberty, and it ties into what I originally wanted to talk about, you know, Perfect. your obligations to other people, okay. you know, regarding the, the parents of the diabetic child. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, liberty... You know, the libertarian idea is everybody has the right to do whatever they want with their property, the full right to enjoy and control their property. That's all. And that 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 contains all the contractual stuff that he had yeah. mentioned earlier. You're right, but does that I, really sound like, like freedom? I, I, I think people? that I think that uh, it's it's it. it I think it uh, addresses everything he says, but I don't think it has the PR value of you know you can do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anyone. I don't well, think it has that. Here's, here's the thing, though. If you say everybody has the right to the full control and enjoyment of their property, that means nobody has the right to any enjoyment and control of anyone else's property without a contractual agreement. It's uh, that's absolutely true. That's oh, what a that great means. Point. But um, the thing is, is there's a lot of people out there that really don't think property's that great. Yeah, that's true. They're, yeah, that's true. You do need a definition th- of property that people there are a lot accept, of unfortunately. hippies out there and, and socialists that really believe that you know, like Proudhon said, that property is in fact theft. They found yeah. one little quote that um, you know from some guy who called himself an anarchist, and and uh, they've they've run with it, and so they they really do yeah. think that they own your property, especially if the scrub jay comes to to live on your land. You're damn right they own your property. Because you can't build, you have to move out of your house now. Yeah, that's why people need to read Rothbard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never read Rothbard. It sounds boring to me. It sounds like uh, uh, sounds like a, an academic kind of thing. Well, it is, but the way he he writes is very engaging. And I'll tell you what, I was a complete neocon statist until I read The Ethics of Liberty by him, hmm. and since then I've be, become a, a market anarchist. Well, uh, very that's similar good. to you. So. That's good, I mean, man. Very, very convincing. Uh, I've got one of his books sitting up on my shelf right now. It's one of those ones that you know I'll read someday. Maybe I'll page through it just to see exactly how digestible it is. But I mean, you, answer, you, you answered the question by saying yes, it is academic, but it's easy to read. I mean, normally academic doesn't combine with easy yeah, to read. That doesn't. Uh, th- those don't sound like the same definition to me. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's tough. I need to have a, a book that's written for, you know, a, a government-educated dum-dum like me. Well, uh, economics, can... uh, <laughs> economics in One Lesson uh, by Henry Hazlitt is I've heard that's good, too. Better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. He- Healing Our World, uh, Mary Ruard, is fantastic. So, that's what I recommend. Any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, if we have time, I have a cop story. Okay, go. Okay. I live in a small town, and we have 
a few cops. I know all of them. One of them is actually a good friend of mine, and let me say that he is very reasonable in his interpretation of the law. That's good. But <laughs> this other guy, um, well, he has a history. He was actually pretty cool until he shot his toe off while he was cleaning his gun. Uh-oh. So obviously he's not the uh, the brightest uh, <laughs> candle in the box. Cleaning but... a loaded gun. Oh, right. well, so even, he... <laughs> even a, a genius can shoot his uh, toe off uh, with a you know polishing a gun now and then. But yeah, not if you that, check it three times true. first. But so I, I was playing pool with some friends of mine, and we were sitting outside the pool hall waiting for one of them, mm-hmm. throwing a football around. Uh, we were on private property. We were talking with the neighbors, and this guy comes up in his car and tells us that he's getting complaints from the neighbors. The neighbors had just gone inside. I know they weren't complaining because they were chatting with us. Mm. And my friend walks up to him. He couldn't hear what he said. And, and said, I'm sorry, officer, can you repeat what you said? And the, the guy threatens to arrest him. Right, he freaked out okay. because he, he said what? <laughs> uh, yeah, and at this point, my fr- the friend who, who approached him, his dad pulls up in his state police car. Uh, see, the uh, mm. local officer didn't see his dad there in the state police car. He pulls up there and, t- and asks him what the problem was, because, you know, this guy, like I said, does have a history. People have a problem with him. you got 20 seconds he- to wrap it up. All right, he starts yelling at the state policeman for trying to intervene. It was it, it was pretty ridiculous. He, he threatened to arrest him for asking, what did you say, officer? Wow. Crazy. That's amazing. Thank you for the story tonight, and thank you for the call. We appreciate it. It has been in here with you. And Mark. You can bring up whatever you want, but you have to do it tomorrow. We'll join us. Uh, we'll join you then, or you'll join us, or whatever. See you then. FreeTalkLive.com. The cynic says... I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The Believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA-approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month's supply of Evacor and receive Boost just for trying Evacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.